This episode of the Model 3 Owners Club podcast is brought to you by Doolaban Insurance. If you live in Ontario, Canada, and are looking for the best price and coverage on your Tesla, give Doolaban a call at 1-855-385-4226 or visit our website at doolabaninsurance.com slash Tesla. It's time again for another edition of our podcast, which may or may not be renamed depending on how things go. We'll talk about that another time. Um, sorry about missing last week, but uh, you know some of the party here was down at the Model Y review last week, which we will certainly get to. We have some breaking news we want to talk about and some other subjects before we get into that. So let me bring in my hosts here. As usual, I have Eric Camacho and Ian Pavelko. Gentlemen, how you been? Doing well. How are you? Yeah. I am, great, I am very well, and I'm a little, little. I'm, I'm in a little bit better spirits just now. Now that we have some breaking news to talk about, uh, let's just dive right into it because we've got so much to talk about, including some viewer and listener questions, which we'll do a little bit later in the show. Um, right. So the big one. I'm going to let Eric take this one because uh, it literally just dropped in our laps. I mean, Thursdays are wonderful for this kind of thing. Take it away, Eric. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. So uh, we just got word we're recording the show now on Thursday night, and the the folks at Tesla decided to introduce a brand new referral program. That's right. It's all brand new. Uh, hey. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're listening to this podcast uh, through your favorite podcast app, Te- uh, Trev was just on camera with like arms near like Kermit, just celebrating with joy. And I'm wearing my front puppy shirt, so I'm represent. There you go. Hey Earl, yeah. how you doing? So. <laughs> so all right. So that being said, so the um, previous referral program was very successful. And, and we know a lot of us who are owners now, how we benefited from that program. We also helped get owners into those cards and they benefited from using that referral code. Uh, but now with the brand new program starting up as of now, tonight, you could go to your Tesla app and you can actually open it up. And the loot box is back, but this oh, time I missed with the a box. brand new format. So if you share your referral code and someone buys the car with a referral code, whether it's the Model S, the Model X, the Model 3, you and they will each get 1,000 miles of free supercharging. That's it. 1,000 miles of free supercharging. Now, you might say, well, hold on a second, Eric. I already have free supercharging on my car. Well, that's great because each referral you get gives you a chance to win a Founders Series Model Y or a Founder Series Roadster, the Roadster is awarded quarterly. The Model Y would be awarded monthly. So they're, they're going nice. to give away 12 Model Ys in the calendar year and four Roadsters. Each car they give away will be signed by both Elon Musk and Franz von Halshausen. So that right there is a great incentive. Okay. Uh, again, if you already have unlimited supercharging, you then get two chances to win with each referral, not just one. So now, that wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Two? So two. really? Right. So if I if I'm currently a Model Three owner and I put out my referral code and someone buys a car with my referral code, I get a thousand miles of free supercharging, which is great because I already don't have one because I don't have a performance edition. Yeah. And the person buying their car gets a thousand miles. But if say someone like Ian already has the the P3D, well, guess what? You are then entered for two chances to win the car with every referral, not just my, one. My turn for the Kermit dance. 
Right. So, <laughs> so that's the breaking news. Uh, if you want to get more information about this, you can actually go to Tesla's official blog. The post is live right now. Uh, just go to tesla.com forward slash blog and you'll read the four paragraph details there. I'm sure we'll get more information coming out. I'm sure Elon will have tweets about this as we're already uh, recording the show. But that's the breaking news. That's the stuff. So there you have it, folks. Breaking Ooh. news on the show. Nice. You heard it here first. Nice. <laughs> I mean, they'll hear it later, but it's breaking now. We're talking. Yeah, exactly. About. Well, yeah. I just sent out a tweet so everybody um, got in on it and yeah. stuff. But uh, yeah, wow. I mean, you know, we weren't expecting this. I'm glad they brought it back. Um, in a more fair-ish program, I think this works a little mm -hmm. bit better. Um, you know, it's it's such a it's a driver for sales, and it bloody well works. So you know, a lot yeah. of us were hoping they would bring something back in some kind of form that made more sense. I mean, giving away roadsters for everybody was a little bit much, but. Uh, now that they've actually Model Y in there, that'll really help. I'd love to own one of those. Man, all, all in the same week, they brought back the referral program and they brought back Sexy. What, and what not only that, <laughs> if you think about it, when they start giving out these Model Ys, we're talking, what, late 2020? We'll get more into this with yeah, Model yeah. Y during the show. But if their cars are going to start delivering in the fall of 2020, maybe early 2021, then you can start getting referrals now and just start getting those uh, – you know, basically your ticket into the queue for winning the car. And then who knows how many referrals you get between now and then before they start drafting names. So it's, it's a great incentive. Uh, and I think, you know, for people like me who have a model three without supercharging, just the idea of getting even one referral where I can get a thousand miles of supercharging is great because now you're saving a good amount of money uh, as rates continue to go up. And as we're awaiting the wide distribution of V3 supercharging, that is also going to be a great benefit too. Beverly would love a Model Y, so help her out. Use my referral code <laughs> <laughs> so that I don't have to buy one for her. <laughs> All about, you know, we love it. And now we can actually put our referral codes back into the uh, show description. Yeah, and uh, by the way, um, up until the program ended, uh, we allowed people to put their referral code into their user profile on the forum. The idea was, is if somebody contributed something positive and you wanted to thank them, you could go look at their profile and use their referral code. We didn't expose it in signatures or in posts because then it would just become a, a you know a spam trap for that kind of thing. But uh, this is back, so I'm I'm going to re-enable that function. So for those of you that are on the forum or following along. Um, go ahead, put your referral code in there and, um, don't spam it, but, um, yeah, let people, uh, be able to use your code and stuff. If you help them out, this is awesome. This is great. Yep. It is exciting. Very <sighs> They're cool. on a roll. Tesla's on a roll. All right. So we got that down. Let's move on to the next little one here. Um, I'm going to try and bring up the tweet so everybody can follow along. Just give me a momente. Basically, Elon took to Twitter today and responded to someone. Yes, well, it is not coming up for me. I'll put it in post. Um, anyway, so Tesla, yeah. and the, Tesla and the gong said, mate, can we expect Aussie Model 3 deliveries to start by the end of May? And Elon responded and says, probably start Australian builds in late May or June and start arriving in winter. Now, when he says winter, he's talking about Australian winter because, of course, the seasons are flipped south of the equator. So uh, real positive about that to be able to get that. So that means... Um, you know, right-hand drive cars are going to be starting to build, so the guys in the UK will be happy to hear about that too. Yep. That's going to be really cool. I can't yeah. wait to see that. That's so excellent. that's the late-breaking news as far as that's concerned. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, the next one we got here, someone else, and if I can get Twitter to come up properly on my screen, je ne sais pas pourquoi ça marche pas. That means, well, Ian knows what I'm talking about. But. Yes. <laughs> 
All uh, right. Let's see if I can bring this one up here. Um, someone on Twitter, and again, I'm going to have to put it in post because it's not working. Uh, Jared Meckham had asked Elon, says, do you happen to know if all-wheel drive Model 3s will get a peak power increase? Thanks, Elon said. It's coming soon. So there is uh, definitely another increase, a performance increase, that a lot of the uh, long-range people in the, um, the peak power increase on the uh, uh, performance Model 3s. Ian, you haven't received that update yet, have you? I've got uh, 29515, uh, which okay. to my knowledge does not include the power increase. Um, normally, I, I would have been in a good place to tell you, but the problem is the increase came through, the update came through while I was away, and yeah. I just mm. spent the last 11 days driving a Clarity. So, frankly, <laughs> there's no way. I have no more frame reference to tell you. You know, the oh, car okay. now basically feels like being shot out of a cannon, So I, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, which it did before, but I don't know. Even then, I think when you're talking, you know, 5% on top of what it already has, it would need instrumented testing. I, I've been asked by a lot of people, it's like, oh, can you retest? Can you retest as soon as you get the boost? I definitely want to, but I, I just want to let everybody know I don't anticipate we're going to have conditions to do that until the end of April or maybe early May. Mm-hmm. Because to replicate the numbers exactly, I need ambient temperatures in the area of about um, 20 to 25 degrees C or, you know, in, in the mid-70s Fahrenheit. Okay. So I promise you, the first day that we have that, I'll, I'll have the exact same setup on the car. We'll run it again. And I even have a couple other little <laughs> things in mind we're going to try out. Cool. Sounds well, like I do want to add that my car does have 8.2. So I have the, the new update that's been slowly leaking out for some folks. Yeah. Um, and our friend Rafael, Tesla Tino, he did some initial tests. I think it was the night over the morning after he received his update. Uh, from zero to 60 starts, he didn't really see any difference from his previous test before the update. But he did see a slight increase in performance when going, say, from 20 miles an hour to, say, 40 miles an hour. Like, so there's a little bit of an extra jolt in the pickup there. Okay. But from a dead cold start, he didn't see anything initially. Mm. Okay. That's interesting because, to my mind, that's where the car has the most uh, place to gain. I still think that right. there, there's a lot of room to improve the launch. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised in another year or two if we get even more. I mean, remember, I mean... Way back in the summer, I, I sort of predicted this is how they're going to do it. They're going to look at their drive. And this is what they said. They said, we've looked at the reliability data of the drivetrain. We're comfortable with it. And we're going to unlock mm-hmm. this far 5%. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little more at the launch side soon. Uh, it is. You know, technology is foiling me again tonight. But, hey, it happens, right? Okay. Uh, well, as promised, Tesla has uh, increased the prices of all the cars, save for the very base Model 3 again. And on average, it looks like they didn't quite hit three percent that they were expecting it's more like about uh, two two and a bit percent depending on what car you're looking at in the u.s prices of course international prices are going to be a little different because of exchange rates and fluctuations um with duties import and so on and so forth so um in some other countries they might have hit the actual three percent but um yeah so things are back up and of course autopilot is back to normal pricing again so uh, you know we had a little bit of a dip there in the early part of the month some of us took advantage of it ian you got in on fsd didn't you yes this is my first public announcement of this uh it was uh after our friend mr bodner tesla tunity put out his little it was late at night and i was in california and i was reading my <laughs> last thing i saw before i would have is like it expires tonight i'm like damn it <laughs> What do I do? And I've just spent a fortune on the bloody trip. I'm kind of like, this is the worst thing imaginable. I'm like, what the hell? You know, like, so yeah, I pulled the trigger, man. 
I went full FSD, baby. I went all in. Going to get the computer upgrade. So same yeah. with me. I, I bit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, of course, it, it had been sitting. Um, all right. So for those of you who are, might be new to the podcast, um, when I purchased my Model X, I did not opt for FSD. I bought EAP. And uh, because I didn't buy it with the car, of course, there's a penalty that's incurred. They want you to buy it at the time of purchase. Otherwise, they hit you for, well, in this case, it's an extra 2000 bucks US if you don't buy it after the fact. Anyways, so uh, I let it sit in my account. And um, when they, you know, I had been sitting in there and it was sitting at $6,600 Canadian. And on March 1st at like 2.30 a.m., of course, uh, how convenient when all of the Model Y... <laughs> Uh, invites went out. Of course, when I woke up, I checked it at the same time. So not only did I hit my RSVP, but I also looked at my account and it had dropped to some $4,000 Canadian. So I thought, oh, okay, good price. I'll buy it. Turns out I jumped in too soon. So the price even went lower than that. Actually, it was supposed to be $2,600. So I ran it up the chain at Tesla and they told me, well, we'll, we'll issue refunds and stuff. And sure enough, a couple days ago, I got my refund. So in the end, I paid $2,600 plus whatever tax amount we have here, 13% is ridiculous. So I'm in as well. I'm good. Um, but yes, so yes, uh, autopilot's back to $3,000 and FSD is $5,000 US. So combined, it's still $8,000 and you're going to pay, I think it's $4,000 and $7,000 after the fact if you don't buy it. So Tesla's really trying to push this in such a way. Uh, you better buy it now because there's going to be more money later on. So um, yeah. So for those of you I, who have chipped, go ahead, Ian, you were going to say something. I was just going to say, I just hope they stick to it this time. Yeah, because, yes, um, yeah. Well, th this pricing thing all over the yeah, map has got to stop. No, it's ridiculous. No, no, you know, like we talked about it extensively on the last show. Um, I, I think we all have kind of similar feelings about it, but I really appreciate the huge amount of feedback we got. I read all of the YouTube comments that we've collected over the last two weeks and, you know, quite a bit of the, the Twitter on feedback. Some people even took the trouble to write me extensive messages privately on Twitter about how they felt about it. And, um, I took a lot of it to heart because uh, <laughs> the, what I got out of it and what I think I didn't fully appreciate when I gave my position on it was, Yes, uh, technology does improve, prices go down, et cetera, et cetera, except that in all the analogies I used, you got the use of the thing. Like when I said, well, look, yeah. you know, I paid four grand for my TV six years ago, and now I can get the same thing for a thousand bucks. Yeah, but I've been enjoying this fabulous TV for the last six years. The only fly in that analogy or in the ointment is that no one's been able to use FSD. So you paid ahead, you know, to be front of the line and get the, the deal on it. And you never got any use out of it. And, and now the price is continuing to drop. That, I think, you know, Mark Benton made this point very elegantly, uh, yeah. I think, and, and, and Mike Bodner. A lot of people have. And I, I got to say, I'm sensitive to that now. I, I understand your frustrations. And I agree that part of it wasn't right. And I hope going forward that we see consistency now. I, I hope they learn their lesson in this. It's like, look, you know, like, just toe the line on this. If you want to decrease it. Do so after people have gotten use out of it or whatever, you know, like uh, give some value first to the product before you start ramping it down. I mean, I don't think anybody in principle has a problem with it, but it's when it's vaporware at the vaporware stage, I don't right. think you can mess with it. Yeah. Well, it's back and the pricing should say consistent. I hope so. Um, yeah. So that's what we have to say about autopilot for a lot of people. Um Right, the last little one before we get into the Model Y stuff is the very first video, and I'll have to put it right here in the video because obviously my software is not working properly right now, is the very first video that's leaked because it's still in the uh, early access program of Advanced Summon. So there are two videos, and this uh, comes courtesy of a YouTube channel called Driving Tesla. 
So somebody's breaking their NDA, but it's cool to watch. Uh, we got a Model Y, a white one, that is parked. Um, there's no other cars around. And the car pulls out and uh, turns and slowly, very, very slowly drives um, around a corner, around a concrete embankment uh, type of thing, and then comes to a stop. Um, he did uh, tweet at me uh, in a subsequent tweet that he had a secondary video, and I'll put that right here. You guys can watch as well. And uh, that one drives out of a park, um, a parallel parking spot, or no, a perpendicular parking spot with other cars, and then comes around. So the bottom line, they're being very cautious about this uh, early release. The car doesn't drive very fast, but it appears to work. The vision system does see um, other vehicles and uh, ob obstacles. Um, I was, uh, and I've made some noise about this. I'm the the part of something that really is going to impress me is when I can get out of the car and press the button and it go and finds its own parking space. That's what I want. This, sum, this reverse summon or, or, you know, summon to you is great. And it's, I think it'll be uh, useful for the times when you want the car to come to you when it's raining. Uh, but I would, personally, I would like to see it both ways. Have you guys seen the video yet? I have. Yes. Yeah. I, I saw one of them. It was, um, I think it was a Model 3 in an empty lot where yes. it just changed mm -hmm. spots. Yep. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was astonished at how slow it was creeping along. Uh, <laughs> they so, called it grandma oh. mode. Gra yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Granny summon. Uh, look, I mean, again, to your point, Trev, I, I think maybe because this is the super, super early beta stuff, it's it's in slow motion. And maybe that's one of the reasons they don't want this stuff publicized is because it's exactly that. That might not be the performance of the final system. Or it might be, you know, close to it when it's released. And then very quickly, we'll see it gradually increase in speed. We know that's how it works, right? Like start gradually, get some beta back, and then improve it. So I'm not getting too depressed over it. I, I personally wouldn't use it in its current state because there'd be lines of furious people honking <laughs> behind your car as it arrives. At that and now when you try point. to use auto park and people are like getting frustrated to try and yeah, get around you. Exactly. And then, of course, then to only find out there's nobody in the car. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's a neat party <laughs> trick, and I will use it at different yeah. car events to show people, yeah. but how much I'm going to use it well, remains to be seen. I'm so. sure it'll get quicker and better. I have no worries about that. Yeah. No you might get well, more requests to do the Falcon Wing Door Christmas light show than it will be to uh, actually do. Yeah, don't go there. Auto <laughs> Personally, I find it corny because I'm so used to it, but people like it and ask for it, so I, I, I oblige, but... You know, it's like, really? If they were to change the music and maybe do something different, I, maybe I'd feel a little different about it. But right now, it's just like... A yeah, new okay. Easter egg? Yeah, a new Easter egg of some form. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, what happened to the one? Didn't Elon say at one point he was going to do something? Marilyn Monroe was going to sing Happy Birthday? we never seen that yet. Hmm. Don't you remember that? I remember that tweet. If I find it, I'll put it right here in post. Whatever. <laughs> All right, moving along. Well, let's talk about Model Y. Um, you know, Eric obviously didn't have an opportunity to go. Ian and I did, along with a bunch of other people. So um, last Thursday, yeah, it's a week ago. Yep. We had a chance to go down to the design studio in Hawthorne, California, which is Kitty Corner to the SpaceX factory. I arrived late because I ended up organizing a meet and greet at the Supercharger in Manhattan Beach. So thank you for everybody who came out. We had a great time. I still have all the footage. One of these days, I'll, I'll put a video together, maybe timing. I don't know. I had more important stuff to do. I wanted to talk about the Model Y before I got into that stuff. So we had a really great time. Got a lot of people to come out. I mean, we got Lars from Tesla Paratoros to come out. And, you know, uh, Ben was there. Kim was there. Alex was there. Uh, you know, Mark Benton uh, gave us a lift down. So we had all a great time. Andy Sly was there. I mean, just every that you could think of. We had such a great time. Um, 
And then we went for dinner and we hustled it down to the design studio. And uh, by the time I got there, the line was <laughs> all the way around and then towards the back. You were a little bit uh, a friend of me. Um, yeah, we were about and, halfway um, from the end to the beginning. Exactly. And um, we got inside and, uh, you know, it was party mode inside. And um, it did. I wasn't paying attention to the time, but it looked to me like Elon was pretty much on time this time. Did you have your I, watch out? No, I, I it we, didn't feel very long. No, well, we got worried because you know doors supposed to open at seven. I don't think they opened till about seven thirty. Yeah, they're a little uh, bit late, I think, on that. It, so. it took a long time to get people into the building, and and my dearest, who is not the most patient, the, the best of times, is like, "What's happening? Is there something wrong?" I'm like, "This Tesla time, it's totally this is normal." Time. Okay, Do so I take it back. Panic? Maybe they were late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to me, it flew by. I had so much going on and stuff. That no, they were they were really a little matter. bit late because the show is supposed to start at eleven o'clock Eastern time. Uh, and all we saw was like a static video where it showed like, uh, you know, starting shortly. And then I think it was around probably close to like 11.10 or so that they finally uh, okay. started showing some yeah. stuff. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Time flew. A little late. Not too bad. Time flew. Yeah. Um, yeah. So most of the stuff that you've seen on the live stream is exactly as it happened, um, except at the very end. Um, because when the live stream ended, uh, you know, everybody was buggering out the back to go and ride in the model. Why? And Franz got up on stage and he was telling everybody to go up there, but he wasn't mic'd. So we were like, I can't hear you because the music was blaring. And um, yeah, at one point the lights went out. Ian, were you in the building when the lights went out and they flashed the picture of the um, the, the, no. the Blade Runner I, thing? I, I don't know where I was. I got it. That was that whole night. I was completely lost. I was just like, I, I, <laughs> it was I, a lot I, to take I, in. I, yeah, it really was. It was overwhelming. I felt very selfish. I was I was a terrible social media person. I like mm -hmm. so many people were counting on me to feed them stuff, and I was just. I was no. standing right next yeah. to Ian at the show, and he like Elon came on on stage. He was like, <gasps> "It's Elon." Yeah, that's all he could I could think about. <laughs> I totally and completely lost it. And like you know, Bridges is looking at me, but I got to say, she was pretty starstruck too. Like she likes to be the cool, the, the cool one in, in, uh -huh. in the relationship here. No man, she was melting when he walked out. She was like, <gasps> same look on her face. It's the so man, it's the man. Yeah. How um, I, I was gonna ask, how loud was it for you guys there? Because like hearing the audio come through the the web stream. Uh, the webcast seemed like it was very quiet. Like you would hear, like when you go, guys, how does that sound to you? Uh, yeah. Like it, it, it sounded like there might have been like maybe a couple hundred people in the room. It didn't sound like it was, it oh, was that uh, crowded. It was probably 300 people or so. I don't okay. know. I didn't take a head count. It felt very okay. packed. Well, I would have said more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it felt just, very it just sound that loud uh, over the webcast. No, to your point, Eric, we were we just rewatched it. I had not actually seen, um, mm -hmm. I hadn't seen the video myself until this evening, and uh, Bridge and I watched it together. And we're, she's like, "Why does everybody sound so calm on this? Like when we're <laughs> in the room, they're way more psyched." And yeah, right. they, they they should have mic'd the audience a little more. I think they did a better job of that in previous events because you, I think the enthusiasm was the same. It sounded right. like the, to me, Trev. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, the one thing that I noticed with this is that Elon seemed to interact more with the crowd this time. He actually took pauses mm -hmm. and he was listening to people because a lot of people in the yeah. front row were asking him questions and he was bantering right. a lot more than the audience than, than we've normally seen. Um, when Elon came on stage and he started talking, you could tell I don't want to be here. That I'm very nervous. <laughs> and yeah. after. After he relaxed and he got talking to people and stuff, he seemed to be a little bit more flowy. I mean, Elon's yeah. not the best public speaker, but um, he can get pretty funny. Did you did you catch the funny bit 
when when he was talking about um and I posted I, I edited a clip and put it out, but uh when he was when he was talking about the history of people who were saying naysaying things about Tesla and stuff and he says, Well you can drive that fraud. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> he cracked a lot of good ones. Yeah, he, he uh, had I, a lot of good ones there that yeah. night. So he was he was in good spirits and stuff. Very much um, so. Right, so when the lights went out, they started playing some Blade Runner music. Now, of course, I'm facing the back of the room, not the screen, of course, and I was thinking, oh, Blade Runner, that's pretty cool. And apparently they, sh they flashed a picture of that cyberpunk pickup, and um, shortly thereafter I was milling about, and I started hearing rumblings. Did you see what they put on the screen? I was like, I don't know, man, what are you talking about? So it wasn't until, um, I think, the next day when Elon got on Twitter, and I think it was Kim... Yeah, Kim from like Tesla posted something. Well, is there something special that happened? And Elon said, yeah, but you guys missed it. And then he subsequently put out the picture. So, yeah. oh, well, live and learn. We were so enamored. I spent most of my time looking at either the white Model Y or the Roadster. I couldn't pick which one I was going to look yeah. at. The Roadster got a lot of attention. Boy, is that car nice in person. It is. Mm -hmm. This is not the Roadster Owners Club, but <laughs> what a I, beautiful uh, car. Yeah, I think, how did I put it on Twitter? I said, it is like a, bar a Barco lounger for the eyes. Once your eyes sit in it, they don't want to leave. They just want to stay there. And That's what really, was, it's just so delicious. Yeah, and what was really cool is um, Franz came out, and he was milling about the crowd. You could just talk to him and, and ask him questions. Of course, he wouldn't ask anything. I actually, yeah. I caught him over by the Tesla Semi beside the Roadster, and I'd asked him, so where's the charge port on the Roadster? He wouldn't answer. He just told me, well, we're working on that. <laughs> Yeah, I think Ryan said the know? same thing. He peppered him with a bunch of stuff. And he's like, yeah. Mm. But he's cool. I got a selfie with him. Casey Neistat was there. He's a hero of mine. He's the reason I started my YouTube channel. He was kind, uh, kind enough to, to take a selfie with me. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, Marquez ran into Marquez, of course. So, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, you just kind of look up to and stuff. So, a lot of fun. So, let's talk about the, um, the rides. Um, <laughs> yeah, in typical Tesla fashion, you're in and out of that car in like two minutes flat. Uh, they have so many people they're trying to run in and out. Um, when I first got in there, I had a, um, a badge, and I forget what my number was, 500 or something like that, because I was way at the back of the line. And somehow during the night, I ended up trading badges a couple times, and I ended up with like 250 <laughs> by the time I got my ride. And um, You mean you traded again after I gave you mine? Yeah, actually, somebody else approached me and says, oh, I'm, I'm buggering off, and you, know, you want my badge. You. And I'm like, 250? said, yeah, sure, okay, I'll take it. So whoever that was, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's hanging over there on my... So, uh, yeah, and Ian, Ian and of course, and, and Brigitte didn't stay around, so you didn't get a chance to ride in the car. But I'll tell you honestly, you didn't miss that much because it is basically a Model 3 that's stretched a little bit. Uh, the glass roof, I think, is, is awesome. I think that's probably the best feature other than the proper lift gate. I, I like it, smaller SUVs. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion and stuff. So I think a lot of ways, um, you know, Tesla followed through what the promise was, is to don't mess with a good thing. Just take something that's existing, use most of the parts, stretch the body by volume 10%. Um, the one thing I noticed, did you notice that, um, I don't know if you've, you've seen any of the pictures on the live stream and stuff, but the front seats are on risers, a little bit higher than in the Model 3. So that helped with the seating position. I found getting in and out of the Model Y almost as easy as the Model X. Oh, the Model X has air suspension stuff. It is taller and stuff. But it was literally in and out. I mean, one thing I find with the sedans is when you, you basically flop into the car, you drop into the car. I didn't find that with the Model Y. It was quite nice. Um, let me see. What else? Um, they did not let any of us touch the doors or the lift gates. And at no, and at no point was the lift gate... Um, open for us to peek inside because I know a lot of people have been asking about that. Hello. 
Sorry, guys. That's, that's my okay. fault. We'll, we'll edit that out. All right. So at one point, um, at no point during the evening did they let us uh, touch the doors or the lift gate. So all the handlers were doing any of that stuff. Um, specifically about the lift gate, I was able to confirm with a Tesla hander by the model, the white Model Y static display that they had there. That was definitely a lift gate. So for those of you who are still looking at pictures online and you look at the cut lines, oh, it's just like the Model Three. Yeah, it's it's. It hinges at the same place, but the glass is definitely attached to the lift gate. So what that does is it opens up the rear of the car, so you get a lot more cargo space. Um, the other little bits too, the second row seating is three-way split. So for a lot of people that were asking, well, is there a ski pass-through? Because, of course, on the Model 3, there isn't technically. Um, there's definitely something that will simulate that. So you can put the center seat down, and so it acts as a pass-through. So you can put skis or snowboards or whatever the heck you want in the car. So that's nice. Uh, front trunk, definitely deeper on account of the higher belt line of the car. I'm going to assume at this point because the lift gate was not open at any time during the evening, but the well in the bottom where, you know, you've got that false floor that you can move. I'm sure it's going to be deeper. Uh, what did they say? 66 cubic feet. That's with the yes. seats down, I believe. So yes. fully open, including the front trunk because they do include that. So um, yep. up from the official 15 on the Model 3. But uh, do they count the Model 3? Is it with the seats up? I can't remember. I think it is. 15 cubic feet, I think, with the seats up. Correct. So little difference there. Um, whatever. But literally, I mean, the interior, I got into it. Ah, it's Model 3. I'll tell you one thing, though, and I did put this in the video. <laughs> this one had an Alcantara headliner. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> When I watched it, uh, yeah, yeah, and and you asked the question, and uh, did you get a definitive answer as to whether? No, we our our handler, our driver, our handler would not answer Bubkiss. No way. I no, asked that's, him, that's was standard. it dual motor? Of course it was dual motor, but I had to ask, and he wouldn't answer, and I asked him about the Alcantara, and he wouldn't answer, and I asked him if it was a validation prototype, and he wouldn't answer. So um, my understanding uh, uh, that some other people got some more answers, but it was a different driver. So, I, I, you know, it's just the pick of whoever you end up with. Who's handling on, the car? On that note, I can jump in for a second. When when we took off, we um, got one of the Model X shuttles to go back to the parking area. Mm -hmm. And, of course, in a lot of cases, it is Tesla engineers even driving the shuttles. Yes. And lo and behold, what are the chances that me, the wheel guy, would get the engineer who actually worked on nice. the Chinese P3D wheels? Nice. I had questions. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> As you can imagine, I was like, what? <laughs> And he didn't reveal much, but he did. He, he did say a few things. I'm going to keep them confidential to me. He, he didn't say any secret sauce. He's very generalized. No, no but I mean, uh, yeah, I, I like. I couldn't believe it. it's like, yeah, yeah. That's that's my wheel. I worked on that for two years. I'm like, two years. Whoa. Okay. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was freaky. I had so many of these strange, the universe is you know aligning things for you moments in that entire trip. That was one of them. It's like, yeah, I got I got the P3D wheel from from China. That's one of the things, one of the nice things about going to these events. And, you know, I've been very fortunate now. I've been to three different Tesla events of various calibers and stuff. That um, sometimes if you sidle up to the right person, you end up finding an engineer. It's not just a person in PR or something like that. And um, you can get some you can get some answers. Well, generalize in most cases. They, they will Correct. never come out and tell you exactly. No, 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 no. They never do no. that. But you can get some some sly answers or some, like, kind of roundabout answers uh, to certain things. But um, the thing about the lift gate, I mean, that was publicly disclosed, but there was so much confusion that night um, that I just had to ask. And he, he said, yeah, yeah, it's a lift gate. So 
Um, they did have a black Model Y out in the back, out by the test drive area. That's an aerodynamic buck. They had some engineers um, that were out there. Apparently, um, and I think I was talking to you about that, Ian, that uh, they hired uh, a bunch of X, F, F1 racing people to help them with aerodynamics. Right. Which That's is, right. Which is awesome. I mean, Elon seems to be able to handle or to hire the right kind of people for that. So it's nice to... Nice to hear about that. So all in all, I think it was a very successful evening. I think the Model Y is going to do exceptionally well in the North American market because it's the right car at the right price. Um, I'd like to see what the reservation numbers, but uh, we'll never get those numbers out of Tesla anymore after the fiasco of the Model 3 reservation thing. Oh, God, yeah. But let no, me put it to this way. I mean, I even reached to Tesla internally, um, and I asked, and I know a lot of people say, well, just do take the easy way out and cancel your reservation and start over again. I'm just like, it's just easier for me to shuffle money if I can. But I did ask them if I could switch my reservation internally to a Model Y from the Model 3. And uh, the answer came back and said something like, there may be a possibility of doing that perhaps next month they're working on the back end. So there is a possibility. I don't want to confirm anything, but those of you who would like to switch your reservation without canceling at this point, you know, canceling and starting over again, what difference does it make? Um, but yeah, if you want to cancel your reservation, move that money over, pay the difference, and then do the order. Because they, you know, the orders are different this time around with the Model Y. They're not doing the $1,000 uh, reservation deposit anymore. They're asking for a... I mean, they're fully refundable, $2,500, and they're actually taking physical orders. So I think what they're doing with the Model Y is different from the Model 3 in the sense that now we understand that what they're going to be doing is building inventory cars, and whatever configuration you pick, that's what they're going to match you to as soon as possible when the car becomes available. So it's a little different tack this time around, but I thought it shows some maturity on Tesla's, Tesla's point um, part. Um, I think to be able to make this a little bit smoother, hopefully, this time around. Um, I heard rumblings that there is a possibility that the order of your order will also help determine when you get the car. But, you know, if they can ramp up production quickly on this, maybe it may not matter quite so much. But, but we shall see. Yeah, we, we will certainly see. I know a lot of people have been waiting for this. I mean, the Twitter has been all alive. I mean, we've got discussions on the forum now because we're handling the Model Y now, and that's starting to get filled in. Lots of people are excited about the car and stuff. Um Personally, you know, I've made I've I've made no bones about the fact that I like SUVs or small SUVs. This is not an SUV; it's a crossover. We got to be careful about this. This yes, is not the right, right term for this car. It is a crossover. That is the hottest market. I like those cars. I like sitting a little higher up off the ground. If if I had a choice between a three and a Y, I would pick the Model Y. But that's just my opinion. I'm not buying one. My wife need may need a car. I think for us. Um, the reason we're switching it over is we're still not ready to buy a car. We don't, um, I mean, Bev doesn't drive hers. Uh, it still sits in the garage. Um, don't want to spend any money. So it's like, okay, uh, so what if it's a couple more years? You know, we're willing to wait. So that's where we stand on that. But I think it's a, I think it's a good looking car. It, it looks good. Um, I think they delete. did a stellar job on the styling. I mean, I, when we get near, I mean, in the, in the, the first, sneak picture that they they released that little dark image it was kind of like okay i think the front's gonna look vaguely like a lifted three but that's all yeah. you could sort of infer but seeing the final product in person was like wow this really worked like if you told me yeah we're just gonna stretch it and make it higher i'd be no you're just gonna make it look cartoonish no i honestly when i see it, it them really in different angles work. and different colors i have a hard time deciding which one i like better and that's saying a lot because i love the way the three looks you know and i'm not i'm not generally a fan of of crossover shapes i love their utility uh, i love the space yeah. inside their utility is fantastic but no you know like 
the, the, the height and the shape never do it for me. And this one actually works. I mean, there's very few of them that I like. You know, like I see the Porsche Macan, I think is a cool looking one. There's a few examples that I think have a have sort of like sitting on their haunches ready to go look. This definitely is. This thing looks like it means business. Yeah, I was taking a good close look at the shadow lines and the curves and everything. It's just like a Model 3, but they just, they changed the proportions just right where it matters in order to get the shape and the size that they needed. I mean, let's face it, it's tough to make a crossover um, that's taller than it is long in proportion to make it look good. And I think they've nailed it this time. They did a good job. Yep. It's yep. just the right mix of some Model X elements, mostly Model 3. I mean, there's times, and I, I've looked at my video that I've taken when the blue one was turning around. We were waiting in line to get in the car, and like, it thought, oh, yeah, here comes a Model 3. And then it gets side profile. Oh, it looks like a Model X. And it turns around, it looks like a Model 3. And oh, no, it looks like a Model X. So they, they've blended. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting yeah. piece of the mix of both of them. I think if you put a wing on the back like the Model X would have, it'd be like, boom. <laughs> it's a Model X. In the, a lot of ways, but yeah, that other last little bit of technical information that I got from our um, our engineer who was shuttling us around, he says, "Yeah, they won't tell you this." He says, "But from the inside, I can tell you, it was so hard to reuse all of those Model Three components." He says that was seventy five percent of the job was trying to figure out how to get the result, the size, the performance, everything we wanted with the maximum reusability. He said it would have been so much easier if they gave us a clean sheet of paper. He says the huge challenge with this thing was sticking to all the parts that we had. Yeah. So hats off to them for pulling it off. Yeah, and I looked very closely because, uh, you know, if you go to the Model 3 or the Model Y, there's a section on the website when you scroll down, it shows you the car body in white, which is basically unpainted with all the extra body mm -hmm. panels. And I'm telling you, man, that's where the 25% of unshared parts are because there is no, there are no shared parts with the Model no. 3 in that body. That's where all yeah. the differences are. Everything else, yeah. I'm sure, is the same. I yeah. mean, you know, other than glass and, you know, interior body panels, you know, extended, you know, you know to, to make up for the higher belt line and stuff. But there, there is nothing in, in the body and weight that's shared. So I hope they've learned in some respects maybe to reduce some of the part count if they can. But... Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a real winner. Um, any more we want to say? Eric, do you have anything to, to, to chime in on this? You've been awfully quiet. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I just let the two of you lovebirds uh, have at it. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, you know what? It, it is, um, we, we certainly had our own theories of what the car would look like before we saw the car last week. Um, I think it sort of, you know, it, you guys have mentioned quite a bit of it. It does look like what we thought it would be. You know, and I think the best description I've heard then and even still now is that it is the love child of the Model 3 and the Model X. It sort of highlights the best features of both cars. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad to see they didn't try to do a Falcon Wing style uh, opening for the back. I think it would have proven difficult for a car of this size. Um, I love, absolutely love the back opening of this car. Um, you know, the, the one thing I will say is with my Model 3, I went from driving a Honda Fit, which had a traditional hatchback uh, opening, to having this, which I just wish at times I had the Model S-like opening in the back, because that'd be great I think for some most cargo. People, that, that's the uh -huh. biggest argument about yeah. the Model right. 3. That's the biggest uh, problem. So I, so I think the Model, because of the Model Y's size, they were able to do that. So that's something I think is really, really um, a, a great hit there. Um, the car just looks great. I mean, you know, I know some people have critiqued it, saying it's hard in photographs to see the difference between the two cars at certain angles. And I understand that from, you know, from certain photographs. But all, all in all, I think this is a home run here. Um, 
I know that, uh, Trev, you sort of theorized that this could very well be the uh, the greatest seller of cars Tesla has. It's going to outpace S, X, and 3 combined. Um, um, that may be the case. I know the crossover market is a very big thing now, but there are also some people who are going to smaller cars. So we might see we might see the S and X numbers continue to fall once Model Y starts hitting the roads uh, in the next year and a half or so. Um, but no, I th I think this is a grand slam hit uh, for their for this being their fifth production vehicle, uh, not the semi, of course, but not including that. Uh, <laughs> but for this to be their fifth car. Uh, there, it's just, it's, it's a feat of ingenuity and for them to have taken the model three and found a way to extract elements of their other cars and inject it into this, you can see it's got that Tesla DNA. You can see it's definitely part of the Tesla family. Um, you know, I, I love just, it's, it's just, it was great. And to see it, like I was, I was not the kind I wasn't watching from home with like my jaw dropped going, Oh my God, this car <laughs> is amazing. I literally was just like, they did it right. I just had a yeah. calm presence, like they did it right, and um, you know, you could sort of, you could sort of tell the people who were there watching it were just like, wow, they they really nailed it here. So, um, I know the, I don't, yeah, I'd love to find out at some point with the earnings call how many orders they might have already taken for deposits. Um, the well, we, we may not hear that because they got, they we may got, not, we may not now, we may not now hear. They took a lot of flack for that about the Model Three, and of course, you know, they're yeah. still asking about that. Um, yeah, but I think it'll be interesting just to see because I know that site when I first saw that it was uh, live after the webcast because the webcast ended and there was a link online you can kind of click on. When I first went to the site, um, I was getting a, a 503 error, uh, <laughs> so it took a few refreshes before I was like, "Oh, there it is! There, the site is up." Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I mean, we we could certainly beat this down uh, every every which way, but it's um. It's fantastic. I, I, I wish I would get it. Um, I would like to have a little bit more room in my car, but I'm not an I'm not an SUV or a crossover kind of guy. But I will be damn sure uh, when there's one that I can see in person somewhere. Uh, I'm definitely going to want to see it and hopefully test drive it uh, just to kind of see how it how it handles. Speaking of which, and I'm going to reiterate it, it's just like the early days of the Model Three. The car looks better in person than it does in pictures. Don't go just by the pictures. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, we had the opportunity of, of seeing it. it. It's really nice. They did a great job. They delivered exactly what I expected it was going to look like. I didn't have fanciful ideas. I just figured, you know what, they're going to take a three and they're going to stretch it. And I was not disappointed. Um, I think they fixed what I thought was a shortcoming of the Model 3, which was, you know, and I think a lot of people would agree is the trunk situation. So they put a lift gate on it. Great bonus on that. Everything else is gravy. I mean, the, the you know, the glass and stuff. And, and there is somebody um, that's going to ask us a, a question, I'm sure, <laughs> about the glass roof situation. So I think it's a, it's a good compromise. Um, I, the only thing that I was kind of hoping for, not expecting, but kind of hoping for, was the Model Y is going to get some kind of Model X windshield treatment. That's the best feature of the Model X. Uh, we didn't get it, but I'm cool with that. Having sat in the front, and I wish I'd sat in the second row, but at least sitting in the front seat, I will tell you that because the greenhouse is taller, that the first cross member is pushed back a little bit for, further. So just like the Model 3 is back further than the Model S, the, the Model Y pushes it further back even more than the Model 3. So the visibility out of the front of the car is really great. The glass that's over the passengers, that single sheet of glass is stunning. I would love to see it during the day, but even at night. Uh, makes a huge impression. So I think people are really mm -hmm. going to love this car. 
All right. Um, I think we've talked enough about the Model Y. We want to take a, a little break for two seconds here, and then we'll come right back, and we will get into viewer and listener questions. Fine Lab has aligned protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather, carpet, plastic, and wheels, effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. Fine Lab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating? Check us out at finelab.com, that's spelled F-E-Y-N-L-A-B, to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area. Fine Lab and Tesla, we were meant for each other. All right, it's that time on the podcast where we take your viewer and listener questions. Big thank you for everybody who submitted questions. We really appreciate it. So let's dive in here. The first one, our good friend Jason Pace. Hey, Jason. <laughs> so Jason asks, do you think the larger uh, front-to-back panoramic window that is featured in the Model Y will make it to the Model 3 refresh in the years to come? Also, same question for the hatchback element. <laughs> That's a good question. Um I think right now, as we stand, uh, what is in position with uh, with the three and the Y, that's where it's going to stand. I mean, anything is possible, but right now, I mean, if you look at a Model S, it's still, I mean, the car is going on eight years old now. They still haven't really done a refresh on the car. Um, it's just a matter of time of when. So I think with the three and the Y, the way it's designed right now, anything is possible, but we're not going to see this, any kind of changes for this several years. This is what Tesla's direction they've taken uh, for these cars. So um, I think that pretty much answers that question, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's maybe eight years from now when they do a redesign yeah. on it at the earliest. That's it. Yeah. Tesla, I mean, for those of you who might be, this might be your first rodeo with Tesla. Tesla is not a company that does introducing the new 2019. They don't do that. They, they make changes as they go, and they do little tweaks as they go. So the car that you buy is not the same one that's sold in six months. There are a lot of engineering changes, little tucks and nips that they do on the car. So they're constantly iterating. And that's literally on purpose because Tesla, and I'm sure Elon, got fed up with how the whole car industry works. And they just said, you know what? We're not going to do it this way. We're going to act more like a software company. We're just going to iterate as we go. So anything is possible in the future, but right now these cars are cemented in for the next few years. I mean, witness the Model S. So, all right, next question comes from David. Uh, do you think the Chrome Delete will transfer to other models? And that's a really good question. Now, for those of you who noticed on the Model Y, and it's on the configurator on the site, the Model Y features no Chrome whatsoever. Everything is blacked out. Um, and that surprised me. I wasn't expecting that. That's the one thing I wasn't expecting on the Model Y. Um, I will say this. Chrome is very much like colors. It, it, it comes in and out of fashion. I mean, witness cars from the 1950s. Chrome was everywhere on vehicles. And then, you know, the 80s and 90s come around and Chrome is gone. Early 2000s, Chrome starts to come back. Now it's it's like give or take. You know, I have some cars that have it, some, some don't. I just saw a brand new Audi A7 today. Uh, no Chrome. Everything's blacked out. So it just depends on, you know, the flavor of the month. Now, as far as this question is concerned, it could indicate a possible design direction for Tesla going into the future for possible other cars or maybe a slight refresh on the S or X. So maybe they're just kind of taking people's temperature and just trying to figure out, well, maybe, because I know a lot of people don't like Chrome on their cars. I mean, Chrome delete is a thing. Um, uh, you know, somebody <laughs> asked me on Twitter, it says, uh, who's going to be the first person to do a Model Y Chrome delete delete? And Mark Ben said, Trevor will do. <laughs> I thought that was funny, and he's probably right. But um, 
No, I, you know what? In my opinion, on the Model Y, out of all the colors, and you know, I've made no bones about this. I like white. The white static display, I was like, it works on that car. Uh, mainly because I like contrast. Black and white to me works for me. That's why I have a black and white Model X. So for me, it works, and I would not complain about that. Um, a little bit of chrome, not so bad. Not Moran Nissan Murano chrome, which is like, oh, look, two square inches. Let's put chrome on it. But um, it seems to work for some people. So I think it's a fashionable thing, and um, it would not surprise me that they may do this for, you know, some other cars. Um, the Roadster features no chrome whatsoever either. So maybe that's the first kind of litmus test as to which direction they're going to go. So good question. Thanks for submitting it, David. Um, let's see here. Moving on here. Uh, Derek asks, what do you think options will look like on the 2020 Roadster? Well, I have no idea at this point. All we know for the Roadster is that there will be a SpaceX package of some form that may or may not levitate the car. That's all we know at this point. Thank you for submitting that question. Um, Eric, you want to take a question? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, why Why not? Um, so the question here is, uh, this is, comes from Tim, who is like Madonna and Cher, just uh, first name basis only. <laughs> what is the charge rate of standard range Model 3? Is it 48 amps, 32 amps? Initially, I heard it was limited to 32 amps, but I can't find information on the Tesla website. Okay. So the onboard charger is 48 amps. Mm -hmm. The UMC they supply is only 32, right. but you can use the UMC from a Model S or a Model X, which is 40 amps, if I remember correctly. That works perfectly fine on a Model 3. Mm -hmm. um, and the Model 3 will accept anything up to 48 amps. So a NEMA 1450 is sustained at 40 amps. If you put a 60 amp breaker in there, you can get 50. Well, it's reduced to about 48. So yeah. it, it, it basically will take anything up to a, a sustained 48 amps. Um, in the car. So that's your answer. But the UMC they supply you with you is, is derated a, a slight amount. So if you want a little bit more charge rate, um, basically go to, um, go to um, a, 14, a NEMA 1450, which will give you 40 amps sustained. Anything above that, you need a Tesla wall connector with a bigger breaker, 60 amps, and then you can get yeah. the 48. That's your or answer. you can find, find yourself via your car or your phone a destination charging station. Yes. Uh, you'll get your 48 amps there too. Now I will say that, and this is sort of, I think in Tim's questioning is more of, and what I'm inferring from the question is, is there a charging rate difference for the standard range model three versus say the long range model three, now that the mid range battery is basically no more mm. uh, from the site. Uh, the simple answer is all the model three is charged the same. Yeah. So they all have the same onboard charging station. The only difference is, and as we learned uh, in recent weeks is that, some of the Model 3s do have essentially limits controlled by the computer. So, but they all can charge the exact same way. All have the, all have the same configuration. Yeah. Electronics are all the same. They, you Correct. Know, what's, interesting, what's interesting about that is uh, I think very early on, it was announced that the standard range one was going to be, I think, limited to 32. Uh, I remember seeing that spec published in a few places. I don't think I'm crazy. And that's, I think, where the question comes from. Because it, it originally was it was going to be the long range had, you know, it was going to, one of the features I think they wanted to incentivize people to get the uh, the bigger battery was you got the faster charger. And I was so surprised when they came out okay, and said, Okay, let's put a star on that one because we could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Note that I'm going off of an old memory here, which has been time shifted by three hours and is still reeling with the after effects of some strange virus. So, so we'll, pending we'll put a huge, yes. huge asterisk on that. Thank you. Yes. Pending further clarification for Tesla, all of the threes have a 48 on board amp. 
Oh, no, no, wait. Mm, I, I think we can confirm that they do. I'm talking about my, my crazy old memory from a year or two ago that the, the standard was going to be limited. But no, Eric is absolutely right. It, it, it's That's confirmed. I've seen that document. Okay. Very good. The, yeah, it is 48. It's just that originally somebody somewhere said it was going to be 32. Okay, all right. Uh, which one? Oh, hey, all right. Glad because I'm like, <laughs> you can't have both Trevor and me be wrong on the show. What, oh, what kind no, of accountability is that? That would just collapse the universe, Ooh. my friends. <laughs> it, it would. We'd be in deficit. Uh, which one should we do next, Eric? Uh, let's go with. Um, here's a good one. Uh, so James Middleton, because this is something that Trevor can attest to. Uh, James Middleton asked, "I ordered uh, full self driving on March 3rd, like Trevor did, for four thousand dollars. I'm guessing that's four thousand US. Uh, then they dropped the price. Trev, have you seen your refund yet? I can answer that. The answer is yes, he has. But the other part of his question was, any idea on hardware three HW three availability? Yeah." So just so people know, if you buy FSD, either way back in the day when you pre-purchased it or after the fact or even today, that if your car doesn't come with a hardware 3, and I'm not aware of any car that has him um, included in the cars yet, you will get that. I mean, Elon's confirmed it many times that that price of FSD includes the upgrade to the computer to get to the FSD endgame because that's one of the features on there is to get you, you know, Automatic driving on city streets. It's right there, black and white on their page. So the end game for them to get there requires the hardware upgrade. I mean, they didn't put all this money into developing a computer just to say, well, we may or may not need it. You will need it. It's just a matter of when they become available. I would suspect that once they start shipping cars with the hardware built into it, and I think Tesla said that they were looking to do that before the mid part of this year, that at some point in the future, uh, they will offer it as a upgrade. Mobile service can come out. I took my dash apart. It's it's a half an hour deal to change that thing. It's not that big of a deal. Um, so at some point it'll be available. It it could be potentially um, pushed off to 2019. Um, they say they want to be feature complete by the end of this year. Regulations, of course, will take some time. So even if it's feature complete. You know, they still have regulators to deal with on some of the um, options that they want to do. So I don't think that there's an initial rush to get him into cars right yet, even though you qualify for the upgrade. I just bought it, of course, because I see it much like autopilot. Once it becomes available and it's regulated, people will want it. So for me, it's just, you know, it's just an added value for my car. That's the reason I bought it. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. Um, yeah. So at some point they'll offer the upgrade and it'll be a matter of, well, we see you're on the list and you bought it. Uh, can we schedule, uh, you know, the upgrade and the guy will come out. But right now I don't think there's any rush for, for them to get him out. All right. Ian, do you have this? You want to read one of these, Ian? Uh, yeah, there's one that um, I'm just, I'm sorry. I've got the screen minimized. Let me get the whole thing here. <laughs> So, <laughs> what? I'm allowed to have a technical glitch. No, I know. I, I, I love no, that's not a technical glitch. That's that's called being unprepared, Mr. Uh, what? No, no, voice, I see the question. Scout. I I just I couldn't read the name. So Bill Brinks asks, when do you think that full self-driving becomes a reality in the Model 3? And for the rest of the fleets, uh, Tesla fleet, if different. I know what Elon is predicting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, we heard on the podcast whose name escapes me um, not long ago where Elon went on and talked quite extensively about FSD and where it was going. And uh, this was the ARC podcast. Thank you. That's it. Uh, the investment. We have folks. a show title called Elon's Ark, by the way. <laughs> that yeah, that's there. You go. It's all coming together now. All right. So he said, yeah, hardware and software are going to be capable of doing it by the end of this year. So by the end of 2019, 
And his prediction, uh, and it, I think that was very vague because, of course, who knows, on the regulation side, if it would be the end of 2020, he, they'd start to be able to actually using it. So um, I, I have a high degree of confidence in the hardware and the software being ready because that's sort of what he conveyed. And, you know, he was really solid on that. He says, no, end of year, this is going to work. The regulator side, well, that's, that's a big unknown. Yeah, he was guessing. I mean, is his guess good? It could be a year, it could be three years. I mean, we we really don't know, right? So that's that's going to be um, that's going to be the big question. I'm going to be very curious to know if there's elements of it that can start to be applied. Like if we can start to at least get more features than even EAP does, even if you can't go to sleep in the car, because that's the that's ultimate goal. A, that right? is an excellent point, and I think we need to elaborate that a little bit. Just because. Tesla has posted that their end game is to get the full self-driving. It does not mean that they can't sneak extra undisclosed features uh -huh. into the roadmap as they go and release mm -hmm. them kind of piecemeal. So, yeah. again, that's one of the reasons I decided to upgrade the computer as well is because they may be throwing some features in there that they haven't disclosed yet that will, you know, they can say, well, by the way, uh, you know, you need the new computer for these new features, and that's why we haven't disclosed them at this point. Because that was part of the confusion, of course, when they released EAP before FSD. They seemed to be pulling so many features from what would appear to be FSD and put it in the EAP. It was like, well, what's the point? So I think that's one of the reasons they've kind of flipped everything upside down, of course, with the pricing stuff caused a big kerfuffle, was just they're like, okay, look, we know where we're going now. Uh, it's time for us to rejigger, you know, autopilot and the features so that it makes more sense. Anyways, we won't talk about that anymore, but... Um, that's one of the reasons I got in on it. Okay, uh, what else can we talk about here tonight? Uh, oh, I have one for you with a name ahead, that Eric. I think is also the toughest. So Amith Vallabhaneni uh, had asked, uh, to get the tax credit for my Model 3 bought in September 2018, do I have to get a document or something from Tesla? So the simple answer to your question is... Because you've just done uh, your taxes, haven't you? Right, so I, I just did my taxes. Now, I will, I'm going to give you this disclosure. So... I purchased my car in 2018 and took delivery in April of last year. I was eligible to receive up to $7,500 in the federal tax credit. Now, the way that that works is you have to also have a certain amount of tax debt to the U.S. government. I, being a relatively low-income earner, uh, did not, in the, in the process of doing my taxes this year, did not get the full $7,500. Um, I was modestly disappointed, but I understand that you can only earn up to, you're not guaranteed to always get that amount. Right. Um, so I got about half of that in my tax returns uh, for 2018. That being said, the form in question, if you still haven't done your taxes, we're now recording the show on March 21st. The deadline to file your taxes in the U.S. is April 15th. Um, so the forming to fill out is a form 8936 and 8936. You can get the form online uh, for free from the IRS. You can also do it through whatever tax agency or online uh, site you might use to file your taxes. The key is if you're going to do your taxes, especially if you are someone who earns under a certain amount where you can do your taxes for free, make sure you find a resource that gives you that form as part of their forms you can fill out online. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to do your taxes with them to try to get the credit. So again, it's a form 8936. Again, you can get the form online from the IRS or through some other online agency that has uh, as part of their package. You simply have to submit the information as far as your uh, vehicle identification number, your date of purchase, uh, and things like that, and then it'll calculate based on those numbers what your, uh, your credit will be. Good, thank you for that information.
tax You're time for everybody. <laughs> oh we my have God. until the end of April well, to do ours, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those things where if you're sort of new to this, it, it is somewhat complicated. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, my taxes overall took me 30 minutes to do all online, a couple W-2s, a couple forms like that one, and it was pretty much good to go. So it, sh it shouldn't take you too long. It's a few questions for the vehicle. You put it in, and you're all good to go. Okay. All right. I'll uh, take um, this one here from Anthony says, and this is a Canadian question. So for those of you who are not uh, above the 49th parallel, well, you can block your ears here. Uh, will the Ontario government allow FSD cars on the roads before or after Tesla makes this hardware fully functional? Where can we find info about this when the government will allow uh, these cars on the road to buy or not to buy FSD? Because we may not be able to use the hardware and availability. Uh, where is available? My dilemma. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so thank you, Anthony. Um, we know in Ontario, the government has allowed um, a certain amount of car manufacturers, or not car manufacturers, but companies that have autonomous vehicles to do their testing. This was just recently passed. Um, Tesla is not listed on that thing right now because Tesla hasn't been doing any kind of reporting of their um, of their results. I know in California, they, I mean, if you're testing cars on the road, you're supposed to submit that. Um, there is no website that I know of where you can actually get that information. Uh, it's all controlled by the Ministry of Transportation. Um, and they're the arbiters at the end of the day as to what's, you know, what's approved and what's not approved. I mean, for us, for example, uh, we got um, Navigate on Autopilot up almost two months after it was released in the U.S. So there are delays. Um, I was talking to some people recently. Our government very closely follows... Um, NHTSA in the U.S. Um, as far as regulations, but we're always delayed a little bit just because of whatever it is. It can be as much as two years in some cases. So we're going to keep an eye on this because it affects a lot of people, but it, uh, it, it's looking positive. I do know um, that I have a couple of Canadian friends that have the latest. Um, they're in the early access program. They have the latest thing. They have been testing um, uh, advanced summons. So it shouldn't be too much longer. The fact that they're actually testing it now in Canada leads me to believe that uh, so at least some of these elements may be available, um, hopefully in short order. But again, it, it all depends on what Tesla delivers and what the regulators say. So if the regulators in the U.S. say no, chances are we're not going to get it either. So good question. All right. Um, is there any others we might have missed on here, or do we want to call it a night? I can do a lightning I do round. I think I can I can knock do off a lightning round. Yeah, lightning round. I can do like three right, of them here in, in, in a minute. I'm, unless, right Eric, ahead. you want to go first? Eric, yeah, you had some there. No, I was going to say, uh, before we close out, uh, Elon just uh, tweeted in response to the referral program, something I think is going to be helpful for all oh, of yes, us. Oh, yes, please tell us uh, about so, the quite, the, so the question was asked by Keith Peterson, um, wait, it's not a raffle ticket? It's the most in a month wins. So then Elon responded, no, it's cumulative. But once you win one of the prizes, referral count resets to zero and you can't win that prize again. And this is the key part here that I wanted to share. Intent over time is to enable those without a massive social media presence to win. Oh, that's nice. a dig. That's a dig. <laughs> so power, power to the people, just, man. Power to the people. Right? Power to the people. Well, and that's and that's the thing, though. It, I think it's really great that you don't like. I mean, look, it's great that some of us have had X number of referrals yeah, to yeah. earn the roadsters and so forth. Some of us on the show have. have uh, I think between the three of us, we have two roadsters. <laughs> Ian, how many do you have? 
<laughs> well, collectively, two. Yeah, it sounds good. Right. So zero <laughs> plus zero go. plus two. I think zero plus zero plus two. There Just you go. don't divide by uh, zero, but, and we'd be okay, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. You'll you'll break the internet. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought that was a pretty interesting thing to uh, to share. So I wanted to get that out there. I'm sure after the show, we'll find the tweet. We'll tweet it out there. We'll also get it out there. But yeah, the intent over time is to uh, make sure that there's kind of a level playing field so others have a chance to win. Okay, good. Thank you for following up on that because I got so many things going on right now. I missed that tweet, so that's excellent. Yeah, Elon seems to be in good form tonight. He is answering people about the referral program. I mean, this is going to be all over the internet. Um, all right, lightning round. Ian, take uh, take it away. All right, Chris asks, in my previous ice car, I could open the vent and get fresh air without setting a temp. How can I do that in my Model 3? Chris, real simple. Go to your climate control page, turn the AC button off, then lower the temperature all the way to low so it no longer displays a temp. That means you're gonna be getting fresh air pulled in from outside with no heat added to it and no AC. Simple enough. Uh, Ronald Hul asks, any info on the wiring harness and model Y? Can we expect a new approach in the 12 volt battery, et cetera? To my knowledge, I think they maintained virtually the same thing. Uh, Elon talked over a year ago that they wanted to completely redesign it and go down to like, I don't know, 100 meters of wiring. It was something insanely small because the Model S uses what, like a kilometer of wiring? And then I think there's like three kilometers. Five three kilometers or something, and then just like a couple of hundred meters or yards, if you prefer, and then Model 3. And they wanted to get it super low in the Y. To my knowledge, I think it's the same. They, they're really just reusing the same they, harness. They backed, they backed Elon off that cliff in order to yes. get it to market quickly. Yeah, so they yeah, just yeah. leveraged Otherwise, everything for Model 3. Yeah. E exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, Jared Skerritt asks, how can all-wheel drive Model 3 owners get their rated 310 miles distance if their actual mileage uh, if their actual mileage, if our wheel drive is getting 325, I've never once gotten 310. Uh, my 90% is anywhere from 265 to 272, so should be 279. Well, here's the thing. Um, I know that all wheel drives definitely have a penalty compared to the, um, the standard um, rear wheel drive model. Um, I think when they upgraded it to 325, a lot of that is the fact that the car definitely has an advantage to begin with. There was always mm -hmm. a disparity between them. Uh, yeah, any of the all-wheel drives struggle to hit 310. So, you know, if you drive it super squeaky clean, if you've got 18-inch arrows, covers on, tires inflated to 45 PSI with just the right conditions, you can get 310. I think people have done it. Um, but you've got to be super, super conservative with it, like not a mile an hour over right. speed limit. And that's a mix of highway mm -hmm. and city driving. Don't expect yeah, that all on the He doesn't mention whether he has the sport wheels or not, too, so... Yeah, that's it. And I mean, to his point, it's not supposed to matter, right? They're all supposed to do 310. Yeah, not happening. Like a performance, no, and, you're never getting 310 out of it. And I know that the long-range version that I have, the first production model, is the most efficient, according to EPA uh, tests, that it's a little bit more efficient than the uh, all-wheel drive and performance models and so on, even though they all get, supposedly, they all get yep. the same amount of mileage. My car is more efficient. So yep. uh, so to, to that point, too, like when I was charging my car to 90%, I would seldom get to like 280, 270. I might get a little bit shy of that by maybe a couple of miles or so. But now after the most recent update where um, it sort of unleashes a bit more energy, I'm now charging to about 285 uh, at 90%. I have yet to charge to 100% since the update. Um, so I'm curious to see if my car can get close to 325 uh, in that case. It sounds like it might get close to that. I think if we're talking about an extra 10%, um, based on that, it should get close to two, uh, I'm sorry, to 325, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I've seen every fluctuation of number, uh, when it comes to charging. So it could be a number of different factors. I even discovered this the other day that when you're adjusting the figure on your app, 
Maybe you think you're charging to the 90% for uh, daily driving and not uh, the trip. It's literally, a, there is a slight jump. You can actually toggle the little space between the 90% for your, for your daily driving to the very lower end of the trip planning. And that adds a few extra miles too. So there's all kinds of weird little things just uh, you can check on your app or from your car. Yeah, my app is really touchy lately. Um, I set it to 90%, but lately it's been, for some reason, I go back in and it's only charging to about 83% every day. It's like there's a mm-hmm. disparity either in the computer or the app and the two are not coinciding. So yeah. I, did, I did a reboot tonight. And uh, I'm just mm-hmm. going to double check and make sure I can go back to my standard 90%. So maybe that's just what it is. All also, right, something worth noting, uh, yeah. this, Michael pointed this out, Tesla Tunity pointed this out. If you have sentry mode on uh, and there's a lot of folks walking around your car mm-hmm. throughout the course of the day, that will drain more energy down too. So I don't know if, if maybe someone has sentry mode on and so they're, they're seeing it take an effect because maybe they're charging somewhere where people are kind of passing by their car. Yeah, so there's always things you can check to see. Is your climate control turning on? Um, are you opening the app consistently to check on the car? There's always just kind of, if you're plugging it in, let it sit for, don't do anything. But also maybe if you have sensor mode, maybe consider turning it off if you can, if you're in a place where you can turn it off and see if maybe that also adds some extra energy back into your battery. All good points. Mm-hmm. All okay, right, gentlemen. One more. One more yeah, one okay, more. please do. One more. All right. Love you. All right. So the question was, um, Charles uh, Seehofer, what is the ground clearance of Model 3 and Model Y? Model 3 ground clearance is five and a half inches. Model Y, because I took a picture of the tire size, I can calculate it for you. <laughs> I was that guy. So I can tell you, yeah, the OD on the um, the new tire is probably about a, not quite an inch overall bigger. So I think it's going to be closer to six inches of ground clearance uh, on the Model Y. That's my guess because the ride height, essentially, you know, basically the axle to ground, all that kind of stuff, it seems very similar, you know, at the chassis level. So I'm, I'm guessing around six inches, not a dramatic difference. Yeah, don't expect to do the Paris Dakar with it. No. Mm. Uh, the seating position from both the front and the back are definitely higher because everything is a little bit on risers. Uh, the people that were sitting in the back of the car noticed that it felt more like stadium seating. They were sitting a little bit higher. So, um, yeah, going to be good visibility of this car. All right, guys, it's late. Let's finish this up. Um, where can people follow you on the Internet, Eric, if they want to have a chit-chat with you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at ECFIX. That is E-C-F-I-X. Excellent. Mr. Pavelko? at Ian Pavelko on Twitter. Um, and at the um, forum, you can find me, Mad Hungarian is the handle. Any questions you have specifically about wheels and tires, I will be helpful. Anything else? Maybe I'll take a stab at it. Sure, why not? But yeah, no, I'm glad to help with that kind of stuff. Um, Twitter, of course, my messaging is open. So if you have anything specific, I'd be glad to help you with that. Ian is the man to talk to if you got wheels and tire questions. Absolutely. And don't forget, he has his line of... Uh, of Evolve Wear, and we have a link down in the video description. You can check it out. None of us yes, are wearing you, shirts sir. tonight, but uh, you know, fear not. I mean, the stuff is already there. I'm wearing my front Puckby shirt, so check that out. That's his Earl's, Earl's thing. Oh, and Earl, if Earl, if you're listening, I, I shouted out, man. I shouted out when they rolled out the Model S at the event. I gave the front puppy shout, but Elon spoke it. over me. Yes, and Trevor has it on tape. Trev, I want I, that. You, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it to you. Don't yeah. worry. Put put that up. Okay, I'm a man of my word. I want I want proof. <laughs> I will. All right. Well, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm very active on there. The handle's at Model3Owners. No, I'm not changing the handle name. We're just kind of leaving like that. Check out the forum, Model3OwnersClub.com or uh, Tesla Global Owners Club. Although that may change, we'll, we'll see how things go. And a uh, big thank you to our, sp- our Patreon sponsors. Uh, they're the guys that pay the bills and help make this thing happen. And also our, uh, our podcast sponsors, and that includes Evanex. 
uh, Dulaband Insurance, and the great guys at Fine Lab Ceramic Coatings. That's it for now, and we'll catch you on the next one, guys. Thanks for watching and listening. No matter where you happen to be, good night. Bonsoir tout le monde. Hasta la pasta.